Want to be a rock star at work and at home? Sherry Lynn School Nikki has the playbook. As an entrepreneur with a husband and three kids of her own, she knows exactly how it feels to have too much to do and not enough time to do it in. It's exhausting, stressful, and it can be really tempting just to give into the chaos. Like most children of the 80s and 90s, Sherry Lynn grew up believing she could have it all. She started her first business while in high school and dreaming of one day becoming a CEO. After graduating from Cornell, she went to work for Procter & Gamble, where she spent the next 15 years climbing the corporate ladder and managing a portfolio of well-known consumer brand products. Despite her demanding work schedule, she still traveled, ran marathons, and volunteered like a boss. And she had three children. All of a sudden, the unrelenting pace she was running out felt very unattainable. That's when she knew she had to reorder her life and try to figure out what truly would fit, including a thriving career, a family, and a good night's sleep, and some time to herself. It wasn't easy at first, but she finally discovered a set of practices that truly work, and it prompted her to build the brilliant balance. Her playbook has helped thousands of professional women reclaim rock star status over the last decade. Cheryl Ann, I'm so excited for this conversation today. Welcome. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I told her, uh, her, her whole thing is the brilliance balance, right? Uh, and it's all about balance. And, and I told her, I was like, I'm the author of Start Balancing. And honestly, what I wrote, the, the, the girl that wrote that book four or five years ago, she's not here anymore. Like she's not here anymore. So I'm so like looking forward to talking about balance, hearing what you say about balance. I think balance is like we, what we all like look for, like whether it be finance, we're looking for that balance of, of planning, spending, saving, you know, uh, balance of freedom, balance of feeling like we have purpose, balance of time and alignment and emotions. And like, it's something that we all, all strive for. So let's just kind of dive in is talk about work-life balance, which I feel like is sure. the most common topic. Uh, and is it like, what, what is the, what is the idea between work-life balance? And is that even a real thing? Mm -hmm. It's so, it's like the central question, right? And so I think there's a couple parts to this answer we can dig into. That'll be fun. One is like, do we have the right things on the right and left side of that equation? Like work life, you know, is, and sometimes I think what's happening, especially post pandemic is this blending of our lives. So how could we possibly have work and life balanced? You know, I actually think the more relevant sort of scale is balancing have to do with want to do, right? Or have to do with get to do. And if you think about it, if you really sort of like unpack what was work-life balance always about, the, the implication was work was something we had to do and life was something we got to do right? Or that we wanted to do. And I don't even think that's like a relevant scale anymore because I love my work. I, I would, in fact, my tendency might be to work all the time because I love it so much. So there is a, I think of the balance we're really seeking. And when you talk to people, women and men who feel like they have this in hand, it's that they feel like they have discretion over where their time goes. And there's a healthy distribution of, I have enough time to do the things I have to do whether that's at work or at home, candidly, because I don't really count dishes as like get to do. You know, they just have to get done. Um, and then there's still some time left over for things that I really want to do. So that's one framework I think can be helpful in maybe modernizing our definition of work-life balance. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing I think is important is like, is it static or is it dynamic? So, you know, if you think about all of the age old kind of metaphors and word pictures or pictures for balance, we thought about scales and pie charts 
and things that are static. And that is not what our lives look like. Nope. You know, our lives are dynamic and they change and and we need to flow in and out of different priorities. So I prefer to think of balance as like the state of being on your toes. You know, if you're in balance, then kind of you have a strong core. No matter what comes at you, you can stay upright. And that is a better metaphor for me than something that's about static balance and kind of equally distributing rocks on a scale. Sure. And so for, for those of you that are listening that have read my Start Balancing book, I authentically shared, even when I wrote that four or five years ago, balance is a hard thing. Like, it's not that I wrote that being like, I have it all figured out. Balance is just whatever. But I feel like my life in the last four to five years, pandemic, uh, single mom, running multiple companies, just all these different things. It's it's like you just authentically sometimes have seasons of hard that you've got to figure out how to get through. And I feel like I've had seasons in, in different things, whether it be a health thing that you're going through or whether it be a... Um, a personal thing that you're going through and, and you just don't have balance. You don't have that freedom. And I think that unfortunately society, right? Paints this picture of what normal is or what balance should be. And I think that that's a lot of times what we're doing is we're playing an emotional game of trying to live up to something that maybe isn't even designed for what we're to live up to. If that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I, I really like to think balance of um, somebody explained to me like this recently and I absolutely loved it. It's as if you have a plate and you have a plate that you throw up in the air and you start to spin, right? And that first plate that you're spinning is is self-care. It's what you need. It's your internal passions, your goals, how you gotta stay healthy, water, sleep, all those things. That plate has to keep going. If that plate is not spinning, nothing else works, right? If our health is not our foundation, and our mental mental health, physical health, like we talk about health, a lot of times we just think of our physical bodies, but it's so much more than that. Um, if that's not spinning, then everything else is not going to. But once you have that plate kind of going, right, you go to the next one, which it could be a business and you have that plate spinning, or it could be family and you have that plate spinning and you have friends and you have that plate spinning and then you have travel and other things that you want to do. So you have all these plates and they're spinning, right? And they all, you have to pick at what intensity are they spinning at? And it's trying to figure out, and and only you or I or whoever's listening to this could answer, at what intensity do you need which plate to spin? Because mm-hmm. yeah, balance is different for us all. And for how long, mm-hmm. right? Like, is there a plate that, uh, like a season of your business where you need it to slow down so that you can have one more speed up? right? Like, and Mm -hmm. only we can answer that. And I think that externally, we all just put this pressure on ourselves to be, or to have all these plates spinning at the perfect momentum at all the, like all the same time. And it's not the same momentum, you know, that they're all the same. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if I think about my own life, like sometimes an external event causes you to have to give more attention to one of those plates for a period of time. It may not even be your choice, but you have to sort of pivot, right? Or, or you know, kind of siphon off some of your energy and attention to something that's pressing. Um, and then where I think we get stuck is we don't come back. We don't realize like, oh, that was temporary and I can get back. So we get pulled off course for longer than we need to sometimes. Yep. Um, but yeah, I like I like the uh, the word picture. Yeah. And we're all just these energetic beings, right? We only have a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of time to put into different things. And like you said, 
Like, and wherever that energy is going, that focus is going to flow, right? Yes, yes, so sure. uh, I love that. We are gonna take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. So let's talk about like balance then. So does anyone actually, in your opinion, have balance? And if you say yes, what do you think those people are actually doing? Yeah, I mean, I think it absolutely is possible. And I think if you go back to the definition we had before, work-life balance is really, do you like your life? You know, do you have satisfaction with the way your life is unfolding? And and that requires you to have made peace with the choices, both the intentional choices of like, how much time and energy am I going to give to these various parts of my life? And also peace with the chaos, you know, the fact that you're going to get thrown a curveball. And if you have essentially established like a prioritization for where you're going to shift and change um, when those things come up, then then you can really maintain that sense of satisfaction and stability. It, it takes some tools that not everybody has, um, but they're learnable. You know, they're definitely learnable tools. I love it. So we all have this like society, cultural narrative, you know, of what success is. And I think a lot of times we get out of balance because we're achieving that. Like, what's your opinion on society or whatever this narrative is of success and is it outdated or what it should be? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how you see it, but I, what I see as our cultural narrative for success and kind of what I was fed, right? Like in high school and college and early in my career, um, was that success was really about doing it all, right? And and doing it like say yes to everything that comes your way, be in all be in all the clubs, then go take all the job assignments, like do all the things. Um, get ahead, right? Like climb the ladder, whatever the ladder looks like. It's all about a progression, whether that's around money or positional power or whatever. Um, and look good doing it. You know, like both physically look good doing it, but also kind of never let them see a sweat. You know, that definition of success is what a lot of us were chasing. And I think it leads to overwhelm. It leads to burnout. It leads to anxiety and depression and a lot of things that we don't want. Like they were the unintended consequences of this more is more, pursuing more is more. I would say the new definition is really about choices. It's you actually can have whatever you want right? But it's the choices have to be executed so that it fits. And where I think our generation got it wrong is we heard you can have whatever you want as you can have it all by doing it all. Like if you just keep producing and doing and doing, you'll have all the things. That just That doesn't work. But you can have whatever you want. I think what we fought for were unlimited choices. Sure. And somehow like the memo got mixed up. I think so many people see success as your job title or your relationship status or mm-hmm. all all these things that I'm kind of like, this is the first time I'm going to cuss on here, but it's bullshit. <laughs> like it's, at, you know, it's, it is like, wh- why are relationships not measured in the amount of love? Why are, why is wealth not 
in the mental, emotional, physical, like, and, and being able to have stability and a financial perspective and not necessarily how big your bank account, like when is all these things such as job title or, or whatever, like wh why is it like, I think we're all just on different journeys. And I, and I say this a lot, like we're all developing our souls. Like that's what life is. And we're all in different places, but I just hate the idea of success and what cultural has done. And I think what it actually does, because I am a product of it, and it has has driven me to be points of busy. Hmm. And busy is not necessarily productive. Right. And busy a I lot of times is coming. Doing it all. I mean, that's that's exactly when we were talking about that framework. I mean, yep. when you feel like you have to say yes to everything, where that road leads is the, oh, I'm crazy busy. Yep. You know. I'm, I'm so insanely busy. I just don't have time to think or breathe or sleep or whatever because there's no discretion. There's no choice model kind of laid over the whole thing. And that, you know, if we talk about time management or energy management, it's which is foundational to having balance, right? It's really driven by confidence in making those choices. But then there's also the flip side, right? That there's there's people that how do I say this and not feel like I'm like hurting feelings, but I don't, I don't really, I'm not here to like make it look pretty. So Perfect here we go. <laughs> there's, there's also this other phenomenon where people are just not quite pushing themselves to their potential. And they're, they're not, they're just like, I don't know. I don't, I, I can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. And so they, they sit in like not being fully content, not understanding instead of being like, get the book, YouTube it, Google, learn, like really push yourself. What do you think like, that's about? And I think that that's an emotional stake. I think it's how we're raised and it's also fear-driven, right? Yeah. It's that unknown. It's like you have to learn that courage to be able to take that step. It's not an easy thing to do, like 100%. But it's, and it's hard. But I think that a lot of times bad things happen to us or we're put in situations. And I think that we're, we're done for reason and intent and purpose to, to forge growth that maybe we need in our lives, mm -hmm. to maybe help other people, to maybe whatever. But I think that making sure, you know, and talk about being busy, you might just be in a season of your life where you have to be busy. Like there's nothing else, but what can you do to ask for help? Like if you don't see an end in sight, it's not just a season. What can you do to change that? Because that busy and overwhelm not being ever checked is what will cause things happen. Like I've had, my, sure. I've had, I've had burnout. I've had my health being tripped. I've had, you know, like me just thinking I can do it all. I can make it. I blah, 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 like trying to carry everything. And then I'm not sleeping. And then I'm like, ah, uh. so I think that I'm, I'm not saying this from a judgmental place. I'm saying it from a place I've been, I've walked, I've learned. Um, I'm still learning. I'm still in that journey of growth and understanding and still figuring it out. Like we all are. Um, and I think that making sure that we're being busy with intent and purpose so that we're being productive, that aligns with our goals and our priorities in our life and not just saying yes to everything, like you said, but saying yes to the, the purposeful things and maybe no to the things that don't align with what we need to. So what do you think are some simple tasks or things that women could do to feel better, to not feel so, uh, you know, obviously I'm a big planner, but like planning, I think is a huge thing, but what are some simple tasks beyond that, that, that can help women every day feel better and feel more in balance if, if whatever their balance looks like for them? Yeah. Well, I think 
we've said this, I said this at the beginning and I'll kind of have this as a refrain, I think. It really is about the ability to make good choices. Choices are rooted, it's rooted in your ability to make decisions, like to evaluate options and choose one. That's a skill. There's a hard skill in that, that a lot of us um, pretend that we can just ignore it. Right? Like, I don't know. I mean, how many women do you know who would say, like, I'm just not great at making decisions? It's hard to make it. You can't even decide what they want to have for dinner off of a menu, right? It's hard to make decisions. So, choices as a foundational skill, the ability to sort through options and make a decision, and then secondarily to have peace with those choices. Because that's where we start to grapple with things like judgment, you know, the perception of how will someone else judge this decision I'm making, or our own self judgment which is rooted in you know the rules we think we have to play by to be a good mom to be a good vice president to be a good whatever right entrepreneur these are the rules i have to play by so choices which lead to peace with those choices so that we can be free from judgment i think is a huge piece of like how we have to get there you ask for a little step that's not a little step that's foundational we got to figure that out so how do you prepare yourself to be able to do that well you have to be able to think straight and honestly, I, I know I'm very practical, like by nature. And a lot of the women that I've coached over the years are kind of in a fog. Like they, they're so cognitively overloaded and they're so tired that they can't think straight because of this addiction to busy, right? And this, and this inability to make decisions. So when you're trying to unwind that spider web, I start with sleep. Like it's just not negotiable. If you're not rested, I cannot get you to think straight. I can't, we cannot make good decisions. We have no willpower, right? We we are like pushing through mud to do anything. So sleep is like foundational. Um, and then I look at certain mindset patterns that I think we can unwind um, that start to give us freedom from that voice of judgment. And so that is it, – it, again, it's not a tiny little thing. I can't like flip a switch and make it happen, but it's at the root of an ability to sort of steer your life in this direction. I love it. I love it. Well, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can hear more of your voice and your message. I just, I'm obviously passionate about this. I'm still on, I'm on this journey. I think we all are. We all are. I don't think there's anyone that's like, I've got it all figured out at all different times. Cause I think that you're either preparing for a storm or you're in a storm. We're recovering from one. Right. Yep. Yep. That's the three things that we're doing. So, um, uh, where, where can everyone find you? So the easiest thing is the website. It's brilliant-balance.com. Um, that's sort of the jumping off point to you can find the podcast from there, which is just called Brilliant Balance. So start there too. There's a number of free downloads that help with kind of some of these core issues that we see um, women fighting with and also a place where people can schedule a consultation if they want to talk about you know how we can really help build some solutions. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your purpose on balance and talking about it and helping people get more aligned. Um, Because like you said, there's so many moving pieces and parts with lifestyles and minds, society and emotions and all these things that really kind of give us what balance even is. Um, So I, I, I love that we were able to have this conversation and I could kind of speak on it because I haven't spoken on it in a, in a while and being in a different season of my life. Um, I feel like it's humbled me and just really gave me a no, another sense of purpose and understanding on what it is and the importance of those foundational pieces that you have spoke about. Like I, 
I agree. I have felt it, lived it, breathed it. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, you guys, we will be back next week with another conversation. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.